Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio HQ. I'm going to miss this place. Yeah, right up until you're in a new one. Yeah. Joined as always by Randy Angston. What's up, guy? How you doing, bud? Good, good, good. A quick announcement, everybody. This is the week to get our Black Friday bundle. It's our super system stack profit business systems bundle. And it's uh, it's found at winningjim.com slash BF21. Big savings there. You're going to get GPS, the CLA, uh, coaching. What else? A drop And a dropship, the apparel store. Yeah, the apparel store. That's a that's a hot commodity these yeah, days. Yeah. So if you haven't heard about the apparel store, how would you describe it? Um, well, I mean, if, if you've been in this the gym owner's seat and you've ever done apparel, you know it sucks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is an awesome solution. It pretty much provides you the opportunity to, to put, you know, gear, clothing, your brand, your materials, your your shirts on your your clientele without you having to worry about the pre-orders and the inventory levels and things like that. It's, it's, it's drop shipping, right? So you've got a website print on demand, print on demand clients, uh, purchase what they want from your site. That's, uh, sent to the fulfillment center. It's fulfilled. And then they bill you for what it costs to produce and ship that item. And, uh, you make the margins, but you set it, you, you know, create it or we will create it all for you, get you set up, get it operational. And then, uh, pass the baton to you and then you can take that as far and deep as you want. Yeah. And you can go hats, embroidery, mugs, coffee mugs and stuff. Towels, gym bags. Yeah. I mean, there's some awesome gear in there and, um, uh, that's one of the coolest things is one socks. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you like our buddies, guys like Frick, uh, Frank Nash, you know, yeah, like Rick, who's yeah. Rick and yeah, they, they're branded, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, it is, it's awesome. I mean, those two, one of them's got a hundred dollar gym bag on there. It's legit. Yeah, you know, it's cool. It's real. It's it's just it's not the normal, you know, low quality shirts from a local printer. Yeah, that you got to deal with. This is and and such a solution. The biggest thing it saves, and and I've been in the seat where a year you order shirts a year down the road, you're looking in your back storage room, and there's boxes of shirts that you never sold. That's just money out. Yeah, exactly. It's lost. This solves that. So. Uh, you're going to get that in, in the Black Friday bundle. We want to give that to you um, as part of our, our bundle savings. So, but you really have today's Thursday. So you've got a couple days through the weekend and then it's over. So, and I mean, you're probably getting the bundle. I don't know. We haven't done the math right now, but it's probably 50% off or something like that. Probably yes. greater than that, you know, in total savings of what you're buying. So it's a bit, guys, take a look. It's worth it. Take a gander. All right. So this episode stems from a coaching call that I had uh, earlier in the week. And we were digging into marketing. So one of the things that we do with all of our coaching clients is I spend an hour to even 90 minutes. Sometimes I've even done two hours where we're dissecting the the business, the numbers, the staffing plan with the you know margins, marketing, everything. We're going through everything and we're kind of identifying things that need to be fixed, things that are working, et cetera. Uh, this particular client was running a six week challenge style marketing campaign. And, um, you know, many of you are doing that and, you know, you know how I feel about those, but here's the one, here's the one probably bigger takeaway is that, you know, I can see data and I can see if something's working. Granted, I don't do six week challenges. There's a lot of reasons we don't, but 
for this particular gym, it was working and it was working pretty well uh, to the tune of uh, cost per acquisition was $90 and that resulted in a $500 sale on on every acquisition. So, you know, the numbers were saying he was putting out all of his marketing spend and every time he spent $90, he gained a client and they came with a $400 payback. Yeah, yeah. Essentially in hand. Yeah. On each, um, on each, on each sale on the front end. And then anything that he converted on the back end was also part of that. Mm-hmm. So we started looking at the numbers. I was asking how much he was spending. It was a thousand bucks. And, you know, and that he felt like that was good. And now we, we started looking at it and I had to change his mindset yeah. around, yeah. around what was really happening because that's a home run in any way you skin, you skin that thing. Sure. It costs you $90 to acquire a client, but it comes with $500 back. Right. And the client and a client, you know, with the opportunity to convert on the back. And so after we got into it, he was definitely said that he needed that and he needed his mindset change because we're definitely going to press the gas. We're going to we're changing some stuff up a little bit with it. And we're going to run hard to the tune of maybe 10 grand in marketing. Boom. And normally a gym owner would be like, no way am I spending ten thousand dollars in a month for marketing and let me ask you these simple questions. Even if his uh, CPA, which is his cost per acquisition, over doubled and went to $200. Sure. And he spent 10 grand and he got 50 clients out of that. And each one of them came holding $300 in cash with them. Would you do that? Because what, what's happening is, He's he's putting the money out. He's getting all of it back. All of it, sure. Plus some. Yep. Plus the client. Yep. In what world that do we live in? Is that not a good? Deal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, know. yeah. And there's a couple of things we've talked about, and just to like tie this back to past episodes, or you know, things that we've talked about. We've talked about the aggression level, yes. right? And how yes. how much you're willing to spend, or how if you're willing to even go in the hole, technically, you know, for the sake of conversation, right? Go in the hole on the front end to acquire a client. In this situation, when you know your when you know your numbers, Tim and I talk about your lifetime value of a client. Play that law of averages. If you know a client's worth X to your business, you're acquiring them for this. It's multiplying capital. And really, the grand thing that needs to be taken away is your marketing should be number one focus is acquiring clients. Yeah, absolutely. Because each one of those clients comes with some value. Yep. Some may stay two months, same, some may stay two years. But again, we run averages yep. and we have to know your numbers in order for, for you to make a decision. So if you don't have data, you can't track it all, then you can't, you shouldn't run it. Yeah, you you, yeah, it's, you that's, ga- that's not even gambling. That's, that's, I mean, it is gambling completely. It's just yeah, shot, throwing chance. money in, yeah, throwing money at the wall. And so one of the things we do here, we have multiple polls and we're spending money in different areas, but we total it all. And we break it down by lead source and we say, based on all, all of our revenue in month one versus long-term value, what's our, what's called ROAS, a return on ad spend. And then we realize, hey, if we can get as close to one as possible, if you go over one, that means you're making You make money. money in the front end, sure. But, you know, typically we're spending a lot and we're getting a lot, but we're not always breaking even. And we're the aggression level, we're a three. We're, we know- that those clients are going to be worth thousands, five thousand, six thousand, ten thousand dollars over time, 
And I'm willing to go in a hole for 30 days because yeah. I know that that's coming back in month two, three, four and on. But, but it does take a mindset shift. Absolutely. So back to what you were saying, the episodes of uh, aggression levels, let's just talk about level one through three. There's three levels to aggression when it comes to your marketing. Level one means that you are only willing to spend uh, marketing money if you get a return on every sale. In this situation, this gentleman was a level one, not knowing it. He was only spending a thousand, but he was making another four hundred dollars back on top of on top of it. Sure, and, you know, and uh, for every hundred dollars, let's call it ninety dollars. A hundred dollars per acquisition, he was getting four hundred dollars back, and he thought that was, you know, he was he wasn't real good. He didn't feel real good about it. Sure. And I, I had to change his mindset. I'm like, my man, this is, a, <laughs> this is a grand slam. And anytime you have a grand slam, you got to press the gas. Yeah, you have to because it's not going to work forever. Yeah, yeah. We, but we'll, it's working right now. We, we, we know that. We created a game plan. But though, going back to level one, level one would be like a retail or e-com store where you don't have that reoccurring revenue. You're selling a widget that has a fifty dollar margin, and if you go over. You know, $50, you're not making any Sure, money. you're losing. And, and if you don't have anything to upsell and order bump and one-time offer. And or, or repeat visitor. Then then you can't do it. Correct. You have to live in level one. And that's a tough place to be because marketing costs are going up. Unless you raise your prices or your margins or you cut your expenses, mm-hmm. then you're, you're really stuck. And the, one of the, gosh, I can't even, the best thing about the gym business is re- recurring revenue. Yeah, sure. You acquire the client once and they continue to pay you over time and you don't have to resell them every month unless you're doing sessions, which that's a bad idea. Another topic for another day or open agreements or yeah, open agreements where you don't have any guarantees. There's no, yeah, there's nothing, no stake in the game type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's level one. You're making a return on every sale. Level two is your break even. You spend a thousand dollars, you get a thousand back and you have some clients. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. That's not, that's a, if you are, if you have a, what's called a self-liquidating offer, meaning every client that comes in pays for the marketing. And so essentially you, you put a thousand out, you get a thousand back, you're net zero for your marketing spend, but you have a bundle of clients. It's a great place to be. That, that, that would be awesome. I mean, most, most businesses would love to just be there. A break even. A break even. You'd be willing to. Absolutely. Exactly. There you go. Good call. Be willing to. 
And then level three is, hey, I know my client's values much higher in the future. I'm okay going negative on my advertising spend, which means you can outspend everybody. I was going to say, yeah, there's a caveat here. Which and why everybody's marketing in your in your in your niche or when you're in your market demographics and you should be willing or are you willing to go negative to acquire the client out of the marketplace because if they're with you they're not with not your with client and you have the opportunity to continue to make you know return on investment and which which level are you I've I've always been in level three I don't know why just I get it I guess the numbers but it's a logic thing that's what but it when is. you have a self liquidating even better than break even, like the gentleman we we work with today or earlier this week, um, you got to see that mm-hmm. and go for it. You have to like strap up your chin strap and let's get, let's get to work. Let's put more money into this because no matter what I spend, I get it all back plus some. Plus some. And so we, we got to a point where 10,000, he's got it, he can do it, and we're going to track the heck out of it because we don't want to overspend sure. if we don't have to. But even if he keeps his... And there is a point of diminishing return. Absolutely. That's just to say that, right? Just because the campaign works, let's say a thousand in now and you 10X your spend, it's not a guarantee that you get 10X the result, especially in this type of marketing. They're sure. just word of the wise. You, sh- you need to track it, stay close, don't just throw all the money there, assuming it's going to remain the same. Yeah. And so the, the game plan was this, we're going to talk to the agency he's working mm-hmm. with and we're going to start with... Um, you know, the, we're going to cut the marketing calendar in half. I think he's going to do it for six weeks of marketing. First three weeks, we're going to spend three grand, which is four times what he's spending now. And then the second half, based on the winners, we're going to spend Speed. seven grand. Yeah. And there's ways to do that. Of course, your, your agency, you can't trust that they know how to do this because if they've been only working with gyms that are spending a thousand bucks every month, you give them $10,000, they're going to screw it up. They're going to spend it in... They nice. might not have the understanding and where, it, you know, those numbers need to be that so, you do and that, you know, we're talking yeah. about. But the point and the moral of the story is that you need to track what you spend. You need to track what your, we call average order value, AOV is, which is the amount of money you get back on day, call it the first 30 days. Because a lot of gyms bill weeklies, you know, but, you know, a 30 day period is a really good uh, number for a gym because everything is kind of done in months. Mm-hmm. You spend uh, what your average or what you return on that first purchase is against your CPA, which is your client uh, cost per acquisition. Cost per acquisition. Yeah, all these all these uh, acronyms. Acronyms. Yeah. So you have your cost per acquisition. Let's just take for example, you spend a thousand dollars, you get ten clients. Your CPA is one thousand divided by ten is a hundred dollars per acquisition. My man was doing ninety. Mm-hmm. And then his average order value was 500. And so he's spending 90, he gets $500 back. He was oh, he was monetizing his marketing. Yeah, absolutely. So there is no ad spend at that point. Correct. Your budget is nil because mm-hmm. you're making money on ads. So that's the point where you say, okay, let's step it up. Let's leverage go. Correct. the let's, system. Let's do the system. And so... We're gonna we're gonna go hard in the paint for all December's marketing, and then January's kicking this thing off probably second or third week, which is perfect timing. Um, so I'm excited to see that. But what I really wanted to get across to you is the, you got to know what you're spending, what your what how many clients that resulted in, get a cost per acquisition, how much did you collect in the first thirty days from those acquisitions, do some math. Am I level one, two, or yep. three at that point? And and if I'm if you're too negative. Um, you need to stop 
The, the other thing about it is, uh, you know, he's got a gym that has basic memberships and he's getting, um, he's $66 CPA, CPA and his average order value is 33. So he's not, yeah, he's not coming back on, on that sale yeah. for two, two and a half, just over two months. Two yeah. months. Yep. So he didn't realize that either, mm-hmm. but we both decided that his, his lifetime value is much bigger Better, than that. Sure. And he's still okay. We want to get that CPA much down. Mm-hmm. We want to cut that in half. Yeah. I mean, that's a risky of the services that he's going to offer. That's a, you know, a much lower hanging fruit, I guess. You know, there's a lot of options out there. You don't want to, you don't want to be months down the road with somebody who doesn't have that much skin in the game, right? They don't have an annual contract. They're probably $30 a month. Like we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Get that cost. Again, it's just a ratio. You know, it's math. And to that point, everything that we're talking about here, guys, is logic, right? You've got logic and you've got emotion. Like Tim said earlier, you need, it's a mind shift, a mindset shift. And if you're not looking at your marketing with nothing, and I don't say nothing, but, but a very subjective, logical eye, you're doing it wrong, right? So the reason that this gentleman wasn't spending more money was probably fear. He wasn't confident in the numbers, didn't know what he had in front of him. And why would he spend more money? Because he's scared of it not paying off. Right. Well, that's that's emotion, right? It, now, the logic comes in when you understand the numbers in front of you. It takes me back to that conversation we had in the business talk group. We asked a couple months ago, hell, it was probably March, February, what gyms were, were spending daily. On Google. On Google. On Google. Yeah, it was. I think it was Google. Um, everybody that we polled, I don't think there was one single answer over 50 or $60 per day. And Tim's answer was 300 a day. Mm-hmm. I think it was three or it was three or yeah, I think it was 300 a day. Um, I think it was that. It, well, no, no, it was more than that. Was it that? Was it 300? It was 600. It was 400 because we were doing 12,000. It came about 12,000 a month. Yeah. Okay. It was $400 a day. So guys, think about this. Every single gym owner, these are the same seat that Tim's sitting in. Every single one of our peers, not one of them was willing to spend over $60. Let's just go top end. $60 a day. Tim is presenting $400 today, per day to the marketplace. Back to acquisition of, of assets, which is a client from the marketplace. Tim's going to outspend and earn clients every single time against a gym in the area that's spending $40 or $60. Period. It's just simple math. If you have more money to spend, you're going to acquire more clients. Period. Well, the other end of that spectrum is, is the fact that Tim has the confidence. He didn't just one day wake up and go, oh shit, let's just go spend 12 grand. It sounds good. It is knowing the numbers on both ends of the spectrum. What is a client worth to your business? It's imperative because if you don't know what you're going to, you potentially could earn or your average earn, you don't know what you should be, should be, not could be, but should be spending in the market to to acquire one of those clients. Mm -hmm. So look at this, look at your marketing very, very logically. Remove the emotion. It's a simple multiplication of math, right? A multiplication of wealth. Put a dollar in, you know, acquire more coming out. Um, with the aggression level, it might just happen month two or month three, yeah. uh, depending on how aggressive you are. As Tim is, you know, the more aggressive you can be mm-hmm. respectfully and intelligently. Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week Profit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. 
Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Well, here's the thing. You're going to win. You're going to win. Here's the thing about that particular month. We were coming out of COVID. We Mm -hmm. reopened Mm -hmm. and and it was was Wild West. And we spent, you know, a couple hundred bucks here and there and it was working. And then we stepped it up and stepped it up and stepped it up and and it just continued to work. So we got to a point where we were spending $400 a day and probably getting back $800 a day at that time. Yeah. Now it's, we're back open. Sure. Everybody's kind of, you know, so we've scaled that down. I, th- I don't even think we're spending over 200 a day now, but we're we're also back into Facebook where we weren't. We were putting it all into Google. Google at the time, sure. And it was, the reason was perfect because people were searching for gyms that were open. Gyms open, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, we're there every single time. And so we were tracking every lead from Google um, and we tracked it through, you know, obviously the tag manager and Google Analytics, and we knew who was who and what paid for what. And it was, it was basically how much can we spend? I was wanting. It is to spend exactly more. what it, we're wanting to spend more. Yeah, and we got back out of the hole real quick because I was, I was like, dude, this is amazing. This almost felt like Facebook ads in 2015. I can honestly say, I mean, you know, we've been in the seat for we started profit in two. 2015? 15, yeah. 2015. We're six years plus into this thing now. And I don't think there's a single lesson running a fitness business that's as imperative as understanding the numbers of marketing. As long as you can facilitate, you know, like let's let's say that you, I mean, obviously keeping your clients safe and being able to execute the, mm-hmm. the bare minimum of what a gym should be. But when it comes to growth and scaling and, and understanding what a business needs to succeed, this is probably the most crucial lesson of anything we've ever taught. Yeah. And it, to me, the easiest lesson. It's simple math. I mean, at the end of the day, it is, it's just math. It's understanding the math, though. I, I like math, though. But yes, remove the emotion. Yeah. Because here's what this gym owner was looking at. He was looking at an expense of $1,000 a month. That's all he was looking at. He never attributed the, the conversions and the, the return on investment back to their original 1000 And he was hesitant. And money's tight. Dude, I get it, man. But- if there's ever an opportunity to get out of the hole, it's with marketing that's working. And he has something that's working. Now, six-week challenges, I couldn't run one here if I had a hundred grand. Yeah. I wouldn't make a hundred grand nope. back in five years with that. It's just areas, areas of the US, areas of the world. You're in, you know, Australia and Canada and England and all these places. They everything's different. Mm-hmm. And I know this to be true because there was campaigns that we would run here. <laughs> That would work, and we would run them somewhere else. They wouldn't. We had flat on their face. We would run something in Washington that would work, and it wouldn't work in Miami. And it's just the markets. And it's just, you know, it's a lot to do with the gym and the competition in the area and everything else. Education, the consumer. But there's a number of things. So you got to test. In this particular gym, it was working. And it's, you know, as much as I'm not a fan, I was like, dude, run this hard as hell. Perfect, right? But you just said it right there. You took the emotion away from it. Yep. We don't, I don't give a damn what, if my marketplace is trying to buy something from me and that's what they want to buy, that's what you sell them. Mm-hmm. That's your obligation to your consumer, that's right? And that, Yeah, exactly, right? Like that's what people in his area responded to. If we put our pride, our egos, our, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I hate the damn word toning. Yeah. But if that's what our marketplace understands, yep. you're not going to, you're not going to condition and change the marketplace overnight, right? That That's long-term and you're, it's an uphill battle. Speak to them where they're at and then educate them once they're in your yeah, ecosystem. Yeah, or you sell, sell them what they, they yeah sell them what they want provide them get them what they need yep 
They, and, want, um, they want a challenge. Exactly. If, if they do, then hell. And the funny thing, I, I might be two episodes ago, I talked about challenges versus trials. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how it's burnt and everything else. And it is. And it is in a lot of areas. Yeah. And we talked to the Iron Circle. Though globally, the iron, entire Iron Circle agrees. Yep. That challenge, even using the word challenge is going to fatigue your marketing in, in a matter of half the time. Yep. Uh, but again, this town, it works. I saw the numbers. He had the, the, the kudos to him for knowing. He knew the CPA. He knew his spend. He knew all of it. And I was like, dude, well, this makes this really easy. Yep. I, go, I go, let's do some math. You know, I go in the middle of my calculation, I go, I don't even need to do the math. This is so far <laughs> tilted to the positive yeah. for you. Like you need the, the triple down. You know, it reminds me of almost like golf, right? Like you're, you're, you're playing for par, you know, marketing. In, in, in marketing, you're trying to acquire a client and you're just trying to walk away with the expectation of, you know, what's in is out type of thing, you know, and then you're in that month. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, those that can, can play a little bit in the negative, because they know their numbers and they know their returns. Guys, yeah. if you see the trend here, um, th- that's where there's power, but that's where there's the most power. That's where, I mean, it's fun to be able to accelerate growth and watch clients coming in your doors and growing your facility instead of the worry about it all the time. Oh, yeah. Gym owners that we know that un- uh, marketing tactics, whether it be a challenge, whether it be a trial, whether whatever you present to the marketplace changes all the time, guys. Right. Even the, the words you use, like challenge, the images, all of that stuff will always be f- forever rotating because it's dependent upon the people in the eyes and those receiving it. But this, the system at play, the understanding of the math, this kind of like, whole marketing um, strategy, it, this is always going to remain. If you can grasp this, you can always look at marketing campaigns with a different lens and understand you know, this is a successful winning campaign. This is where I need to trim back some funds. Um, here's the other thing. If you can't track it like a billboard, you can't track something like that, then you can't run it. Like that should be the rule of thumb. If you don't know if the marketing is working or not, you can't run it. Like that should be your rule. And listen, I'm sure you guys are getting hit with, you know, local advertisers that do that stuff all the time. You know, hey, we'll do a radio spot. Back we'll of do the grocery store receipt mm-hmm. on the grocery store cart. And, that, you know, magazine ad. No, dude. Like, I can't track that stuff. We live in a time where the digital marketing has changed the game. And business is hard enough. If you have the opportunity to play in that realm versus old school grassroots techniques, at least you know the return. At least we're a lot more confident on where your marketing dollars are going and and how they're paying you back. Those for the the savviest marketers, there's tools like Wicked Reports that will... Uh, attribute, attribute yeah. offline sales to online spend. So when I found this out three or four years ago, it was like a night and day because our ads, especially at Profit, would be there to generate the call. Mm-hmm. And then the, that sale would take place offline, right? Through our our, our CRM, which is was at the time was Infusionsoft, now Keep. But um. We didn't ever know where that originally the person came from unless we dug in and got the tags. And, but when you're doing multiple sales a day and all this time stuff. Oh, you ask going, them and they don't remember. Yeah, all that sorts of stuff. So the savvy marketers use tools like Wicked Reports that has attribution and and, there's, and it's amazing. We we turn campaigns back on. Well, it, it blew our mind when we first got into that data because we thought we had campaigns because. Losers. Yeah, on the, on the, the digital side. 
those leads came in, but they never attributed to an online sale, right? Mm -hmm. There was no cost per acquisition. There were, you know, there was insane cost per acquisition because we had the few that would go that route. Yeah. But when we did attribute sales, that, like Tim was saying, were happening offline, the math went drastically the other direction. We're like, and, and there was, it was, believe it or not, it was things like lead magnets mm -hmm. and in and, and, and like little mini courses that ended up being the biggest driver on some of this stuff. So we got back to it and things changed. But the point is data is the decision maker. You know, you take the emotion out of it. The logic is is what you make the decisions on and it should be pretty easy. It should be. And, you know, and so CPA versus AOV versus CLV. Cost per acquisition basically is how much did you spend divided by how many members you got or really front end members, depending on what you're running. Uh, AOV, what's the average order value of the uh, point of sale? And I would give yourself 30 days, okay? A 30 day point of sale. Even if you take week one, I would do, you know. Yeah, the, mo the first month the of the first month. Sure. And then CLV client lifetime value. So you made it month one. What are they on average spending with you over a lifetime? And that's your asset. And that's math. That's what, how you make your decision. So, and at minimum, it should be probably what? Minimum that you would go with for CLV, what membership per month over average yeah. life within yeah. your organization Yep. without yep. getting into, you know, the, yeah, the easiest, uh, the easiest equation to create your CLV would the, the easiest that take globally, how many members you have over a year divided by or revenue for the year divided by how many members you have in that year. That's your revenue per, per year, year divided by 12. That's per month. You know, but 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 it'd be a one year CLV. Sure, uh, that's the easiest. And then, if you have the data, hey, on average, my clients stay twenty eight months, and over those twenty eight months, on average, I collect X from, and that's your that's your truer CLV. Yeah, yeah. The more and, and to Tim's point, the more time you have those clients in your business, or the longer your doors have been open, the more data you collect. Data is imperative, guys. Like if if we're in the digital space. Obviously, Tim and I, we know we're talking digital marketing, but if you look at the companies, MindBody, for example, I'm 100% confident they're, they're more interested in the data that they're collecting of the consumers and the users and how they're doing it than they are at the software itself. Oh, yeah. You know, like Facebook selling data, Google. Data, Google at one point told the woman she was pregnant before she knew she was pregnant. Like yeah. they collected that many data points on an individual. Data is everything. It tracks, you know, it, it paints a picture for spending habits. You know, data is what determines our avatar client. Uh, if you don't understand or have a desire to understand the data, you're really, you're just leaving a lot of money on the table. Data is going to drive the business. It's going to drive your marketing. It's going to give you the answers you're looking for. And if that's a weakness or an area you're not confident in, then reach out for help. Because like Tim said, this is something that we look at to us, it slaps us in the face so obvious because we've mm. we've educated ourselves in this area. It's somewhere we're passionate about. It makes sense to us. It's logical. We don't have emotion on your business. So when we look at your campaigns, we don't have the, oh, but, uh, you know, yeah, well, that sale was, no. Either you sold it or you didn't. You mm. spent it in marketing or you didn't. But uh, sometimes a non-subjective eye can be uh, a little bit of help. So if you need help, reach out. Full show. <laughs> Yeah, without the data, you're just guessing. So. And then that's exactly it, right? Why gamble? So when don't guess. This is there's too much at stake, i.e., your livelihood. If it, that's not uh, big enough for you, I don't know what is, right? Your family, right? 
So hopefully this helps. Uh, the data drives everything. Data is king. But uh, I just want to give you guys this one example and, and kind of how to dissect the marketing campaign on, hey, is this thing working? Am I, should I spend more? Should I cut it? Cut my losses? This is a great episode. Maybe re-listen to this if, uh, if you need help. But uh, until next episode, guys, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you have to do to join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals right now is to head on over to Facebook, type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you join, we're going to give you access to our 10 strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. All right. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great.